Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. It was very late at night. I was sitting outside on a rock. As Stan said, I showed him the rock when he came to my home. And I was just thinking, what did I do? I was crying so my family wouldn't see me. And all of a sudden, I saw a light coming towards me. When I saw the light, I thought it was a car. Because in Romania and in Italy, they always try to run me over with cars. So I thought, they found me here too. But it was not a car. The light surrounded me. And out of the light I heard the same voice. It was the same angel. Dimitri, why are you so despaired? Why did you punish me so harshly? What did I do? Why couldn't you let me stay in prison? But my family would have had a home. I don't have a bed to let my head down on. Why was I brought here? Dimitri, I brought you to this country because this country will burn. So why did you bring me here to burn? Why didn't you let me die in jail in my own country? He said, Dimitri, be quiet. Get beside me. I don't know what the device was, but he pulled me beside him and he showed me all of California. Do you see what I've shown you? This is a Sodom and Gomorrah. Their sins have reached God and God has decided to punish them by fire. He came and showed me Las Vegas. This is a Sodom and Gomorrah and one day it will burn. He came and showed me New York. This is New York. This is a Sodom and Gomorrah. In one day it will burn. And then he showed me Florida. This is Florida. This is a Sodom and Gomorrah. And in one day it will burn. You've been listening to the Wake Up America message with Dimitri Dudeman. For a copy of this very important message, please go to our website at handofhelp.com. Never before in the history of our country has our nation been in more jeopardy than now. Please order a copy of the video Wake Up America at the handhelp.com website and get the warning out while we still have time. No intro music? We're just straight into it. Look at that. We we had a week off and we're still as professional as ever because that's how we roll. Welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Bovia. And, uh, yeah, we were gone for a week and uh, the world's still here. So, you know, I take that as you will. Some people rejoice in the idea of the world still being here. Some people uh, poo-poo it. Uh, I had a lovely time with my wife and my daughters, and uh, they got to stick their toes in the sand and uh, feel weather that was above 40 degrees for the first time in forever. 
because uh, it's just dragging here in Wisconsin, man. Uh, we got home uh, last Friday night, and it wasn't bad. You know, it was like 38 degrees or something. Wake up Saturday morning, and there's a good four inches of snow on the ground. So uh, I, I wake up, and I'm like, I don't want to be here right now. But I did what men do. I sucked it up, went outside with a shovel, cleared my driveway, and it wasn't uh, the puffy snow either. It was uh, the really heavy stuff. So uh, I'm, I'm starting to look very masculinous. Uh, but a couple of pizzas will solve that problem. Anyway, oh, so much to talk about, so many things to bring together, so many things to remind you of, because uh, at this point we do this program for posterity more than anything else. Uh, We we know the trajectory in which we're headed. Uh, We can see the pieces coming together, and... uh, all we can do is watch and pray and look up. That's what the book tells us to do. And anything other than that is uh, tilting at windmills. Now, uh, before we get into the topics for today, I do want to say something that some of you may never have heard me say. Chances are you will never hear me say it again. But I was wrong. I know. You're sitting there clutching your pearls going, oh, my goodness, Edith, did you hear him? He's admitting he was wrong. You don't even know what about, but that's how people are. People react instinctively uh, whenever they hear somebody saying I was wrong. Uh, for the last few months, we've been talking about the economy on and off. And uh, I look. I knew there was a possibility that they'd be this stupid, but I didn't think they'd be this stupid. Uh, I either thought that they weren't going to bail out the banks or that the Fed was going to pivot because to keep injecting free money into the banking system while the Fed increases interest rates and makes money more expensive to get is just ludicrous. It's, it's the crazy train that's pulled into crazy town station and all the clowns are getting out of the car. So I thought they'd do one of the two things. Uh, that's, that's what we left it at two weeks ago. I'm like, you know, either the Fed is, is going to pivot and stop raising interest rates. Uh, we, we have to... How did I put it last week? I remember. I have an elephantine memory, if, if some of you don't know this. I said that they're letting you choose your means of execution. Remember that? You, 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 you want the, the electric chair or the poison? Well, what they decided to do was essentially strapping you to the electric chair. And three seconds before turning on old Sparky, they inject you with the poison, too. So this is like a double whammy. You don't get to choose which way you die anymore. It's, it's going to come from both angles. Inflation is going to continue to go up because if they were really serious about battling inflation, it wouldn't have been a 0.25%. Now, I know that Jerome Powell's talking about another interest hike, which is going to be great for everybody, you know, because, I mean, 
Some people have older cars and they're thinking to themselves, I, I may need to get a car loan. Because, you know, when I'm paying 10 bucks for a dozen eggs, uh, the savings account tends to get a little depleted. And they go to their car dealership and they go, hey, you guys had an offer with 0% down and zero payments for 60 months. Remember that? And they look at you and smile and go, oh, that was back in 2020. Now it's going to be 10% off the top with a down payment, and you're probably going to have car payments for as long as you have house payments, maybe 15 years or so. And your interest rate is going to be so astronomical that you'll literally consider converting to Amish just so you could save the interest rates on your car. You know what? I mean, those buggies, they're, they're, they're starting to get kind of high tech. I, I, I've seen that they have like uh, springs and they have, uh, you know, they, they could be a comfy ride. I'm just saying. But then again, horse feed is going through the roof because everything is getting more expensive because that's what inflation do. So on the one side, they're printing more money. And I mean, they're just, they're just money printers are just going. Uh, they, they, they bailed out Silicon Valley Bank. And I do believe that my hypothesis was correct in that they were the smart ones to be the first to get in line. Uh, I don't know how many more banks can go belly up for the Fed to step in and bail them out before it, it, it gets real tricky. And, and this, is, this isn't just an America problem. You have to understand that, uh, what was it, Credit Suisse uh, was, was basically bankrupt and uh, what UBS or USB, UBS Bank, I think, uh, decided to buy them out. UBS Bank, the president of UBS Bank, when he saw what he was getting into, he's like, nope, I'm going to retire now. Goodbye, I quit. Uh, on the heels of Credit Suisse, you have a Deutsche Bank. Uh, so pretty much every major European bank is in crisis mode. There's a lack of liquidity to the point that they're offering uh, individuals with money under the mattress just insane interest rates. Bring us your money, please. We give you 10%. It's, it's, look, there, there, there's a lack of liquidity across the board. In the meantime, uh, the, the Fed is just toying with raising interest rates, and so inflation is going to keep going up. And you have a perfect storm developing in uh, what you might call the financials. I know. You're like, I don't care about that. I grow my own onion. Well, you know, I get it. Uh, it other than the bad breath, I, I'm sure that uh, an diet con consisting exclusively on onion is, is great for your skin. Uh, but everybody needs to buy something at some point. Everybody needs to pay for their electric bill. And, and I'm on a generator. Well, you still need to buy the gas. So everybody gets affected by the economy. And the issue with the economy is, is that it's not just an America problem. It's a global problem. But all these other little nations that we thought had come to heal – all these other little nations that we took for granted and went, well, you know, you're going to have to use the dollar no matter what. 
they're, they're finding alternative currencies. They're making backdoor deals to use other currencies exclusive of the dollar just to get around using the dollar. And that, dear children, will devalue what you deem to be a dollar by about 15 to 20% within the next 12 months. Uh, the latest I read was that Brazil, I know, they were supposed to be a friendly nation. Guess what? Brazil just inked a deal to use the yuan and not the dollar in trade with China. Why? Because the smart rats start getting off sinking ships first. And then the dumb ones begin to clamor once uh, it becomes inevitable, once they see it for themselves. So the government of Brazil... Now, under the leadership of uh, Luis Inácio Lula de Silva and Communist China announced an agreement on Wednesday to no longer use the U.S. dollar to conduct trade, instead relying on the Chinese yuan and Brazilian real. I know. Mike, you can roll your R indeed. I'm Eastern European. It's, that's, when, whenever you apply for a passport, they ask you to roll your R. That's how they know you're European. So, yes, the Real from Brazil. China is Brazil's largest trade partner, meaning the deal will uh, significantly decrease Brazil's use of the dollar generally. The deal is one of several between the two countries planned to be announced this week when Lula was expected to travel to Beijing for meetings with dictator uh, Xi Jinping. I I get it. The, The U.S. media... Uh, is calling him a dictator, and he is, but guess what? He doesn't care what you call him. He's making deals with the Russians. He's making deals with the Brazilians. Have you looked at how many nations are applying to join the BRICS? I know. You're thinking to yourself, what are the BRICS? We don't know this stuff. I've told you about it, what, year, year and a half ago. Look at the BRICS nations. Once they come up with their own collective currency and they spring it on you overnight, you start wondering to yourself, why, why is a loaf of bread $9? It was 6 And I know a loaf of bread at 6 bucks is insane. I remember when I was an itty-bitty kitty, we used to go uh, to the store. It was called Albertsons back in Southern California. It's, it's gone through a few name changes, the one we used to go to. Uh, because it was within walking distance, and you only had to cross like three major thoroughfares. And, uh, you know, when we first started out in this country, we didn't have a car. Uh, and so we'd go to the store with like, I don't know, $2.37 or something. My mom knew to the penny how much money she had on her. And she knew exactly what she could buy with that $2.37. Now, I was nine when I got to America, so I was, I was eh, kind of ten-ish when I, used to, when I started going to the store with my mom regularly, and uh, even back then there was Frosted Flakes, even back then there were Lucky Charms, even back then there were Fruit Loops, and you'd walk up and down the aisles and you'd see all these colorful boxes with all of these cereals, and, and, and my mom, I, I could see it in her eyes, it would break her heart, but she just keep walking, and we'd buy uh, two loaves of white bread, 
uh, no, we didn't buy the Wonder Bread. That was for the rich people. Wonder Bread was for the highbrows. We, we bought the generic, whatever Albertsons, whatever they could scrape out of the Wonder Bread factory and put in a generic bag. That's what we got. But we used to get two loaves of bread and a gallon of milk for around $2.37. Uh, the fact that uh, a loaf of bread, I, I know, I have, I've gotten spoiled. I can't say that I haven't, okay? All right, I, 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 I like myself a, a, a good sourdough. I enjoy a, a, a great grains bread, eight bucks, six bucks. Look, just prepare for everything to increase in price at a certain point exponentially because the more inflation keeps pumping, we're, we're edging closer to hyperinflation. We talked about needful things, the things that are required for survival, continuing to go up in price while the toys uh, will uh, be on sale at greater and greater discounted rates. But back to China and their deal with uh, Brazil. Now, uh, Lula, who's 77, was forced to cancel his travel after being diagnosed with influenza-induced pneumonia this week. Yeah, I, I, but, but they have a health care system that's second to none. And Mr. Lula is pushing socialized medicine, so I'm hoping he goes and stands in line with all the other peasants for a few hours just to get uh, half an aspirin. But you know what? He won't. Because like... The public servants in this government, they have their own uh, health care. And they have their own means of acquiring medicines that keep them alive, you know, in a, in a quasi-vegetative state, a la Nancy Pelosi, uh, for, for longer than they should be on this earth. You know, the Grim Reaper sitting there looking at his watch, and what am I supposed to do? I mean, she's a mummy, but she's still ambulatory. I can't just snatch her soul. This is just keeping them alive chemically. And, and it was a joke. Stop. Because I, oh, look at that. He doesn't believe that people's, people's days are numbered by ideals. It was a joke. Yeah, a little levity is fine. It's okay to laugh once in a while. You know why? Because... The world we live in requires a little laughter. Otherwise, we'd all be moping and crying all the time. Now, the move follows aggressive efforts in the past five years by China to limit the influence of the U.S. dollar. Uh, I know, well, but see, Mr. Robinette Biden said China is not a concern. All right, the, the, the big concern right now, national security level concern, is uh, Christian parents and Christian families. And, and Christians in general who, who refuse uh, to give in to the notion that mental illness is now normal. And uh, because they refuse to do so, they're the ones uh, making the mentally ill act out and uh, kill innocent people. Again, American Prophetic, I, I, I wrote about it on the blog for the last, I don't know, three, four days. And now it's already starting. You're already starting to see the narrative. It's Christian's fault that mentally ill people walk into a Christian school 
and kill six innocents. They're demonizing the victims. Because if you would have put little Bobby in a dress, then none of this would have happened. How dare little Bobby insist that he's still little Bobby when this person and this person and this person, though they were called Bobby, now thinks themselves Betty. They feel isolated. They feel rejected because you don't go along with it. We're already too far into this. We should have called out the mental illness when it started. We should have reopened insane asylums and treated these people. If you do a study, and pardon me while I sip from my delicious beverage, I woke up at 2.30 this morning, so it's not as though I got a great night's sleep. Coffee, black, smells of tar, so it should be good. If you do a study on mass shootings over the last two years, and see how many of them involved individuals that were confused about their gender, that were either cross-dressers or transitioning or boys pretending to be girls or the other way around. And you take into account that this anomaly is less than 1% of the population. You would be aghast at the percentages of how many act out violently. Because that's what nobody's talking about. Oh, it's just here and there. Well, it's here and there if we're talking about, I don't know, Chinamen. I know that's not politically correct. It's Chinese people. Or some sort of race. But, but we're not talking about a billion people. It's a handful of people, and all of them are psychotic. The first time you saw that goober in the GameStop yelling, it's ma'am, when it was very obviously not a ma'am, you knew where this was headed. And the fact that churches and pastors are embracing mental illness, validating it, celebrating it, and saying that this is the new normal rather than going, this isn't normal, opening the door for anyone that disagrees with this, to be labeled either transphobic or phobic, whatever phobic. We're all phobic. I'm not afraid. It's not phobia. This is the reality of what it is. Mental illness is the real thing. Demon possession, demon oppression, call it what you will. But you can't call an apple an orange and expect for everyone to go along. Back to banking. Because look, there is a large portion of this country that's barely hanging on right now. There is a large portion of this country that is one paycheck away from, from being kicked out of their homes for having their homes foreclosed on. And you're starting to see Mass layoffs in industries that were deemed safe. I mean, if you were a coal miner in Pennsylvania and they shut down your mine, 
and some pimply-haired kid with pink hair and a septum ring, you know, uh, learn to code, man. And that miner goes, all right, you know, career change. He learns to code. And now he gets the pink slip. What next? See, a, a lot of these people that are being laid off have absolutely no real-life skills. They don't know how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Never mind, hold down a real job. And a lot of them, having had the job security of, I work uh, in Silicon Valley, took out million-dollar mortgages. Now, look, we already know the statistics of how many Americans save. There's no savings. Everybody's living off of their credit card because everybody likes to live above their means in America. That's, that's, that's the whole idea of consumerism at its most extreme. So you're going to have people that get foreclosed on or, or, or that have to walk away. Even if they had, you know, mortgage rates of 3%, 4%, not only find a new job and a new career, because in, 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 the, in the coding field, it's dead. It's done. We're just, we're just beginning to see the ripple effects. Even the happiest place on earth is, is axing people like it was Friday the 13th. There's no more free money. So not only will these people have to, to find a new career, they'll have to settle for a lot less than what they were making, work a lot harder. And if they want to buy a home, they'll have to ante up twice the interest that they had on their previous mortgage. These are people that weren't mentally stable to begin with. The fact that they had everything they wanted, you know, the Whole Foods was around the corner, and I can get myself a Poke Bowl. You know, I, I know that San Francisco folk don't talk in a Texas accent. It is what it is. But these, these people didn't snap because they had everything at their fingertips and life was easy. They don't know how to deal with hard. They don't know what it is to go hungry. They don't know what it is to live out of their car. They don't know what it is not to know where their next meal's coming from. And so the idea that we've seen the worst of people snapping, people going postal, people going nuts, call it whatever you want, you want is ludicrous. And there are certain people, even within Christendom, that are doing their best to make the average Christian the target, the nemesis. It is insidious for people on television to say that because you disagree with the idea that a six-year-old has a mature enough brain to decide to cut off pieces of themselves, then you deserve to die. Listen to the narrative for the next few weeks. 
Because the narrative is going to be, A, gun control. We, we need to take the guns away from people. And once they start going down that road, then, then you're going to have the other side just knuckle up. Look, we are in a perfect storm where things are very likely to go very bad very quickly in America. And like I said, I gave the Fed and I gave Janet Yellen too much credit because I thought they would do one or the other, either another bank bailout or they'd let them go under and they'd keep increasing interest rates. The fact that they're doing both didn't see that one coming. It was a possibility, but like I said, look, my opinion of the ruling class is very low as it is. And somehow, they don't even live up to those expectations. So, there was an individual in Tennessee who self-identified as transgender because they're trying to bury that one too. It was just a disgruntled youth. No, it was a youth with a mental illness. She walks into a Christian school and kills three kids and three adults. She, he, it, whatever. Rather than take a look at the situation and go, all right, this, this is now a pattern. One, two, three, four, five. Mass shootings, all with self-identified cross-dressers, transgenders, etc. We need to do something about this. No. Now, they've launched a trans day of vengeance. Wouldn't you know? So basically, less than 1% of the population is dictating to the other 99% that if you don't agree with us, if you don't validate our mental illness, if I say I'm Caesar, then call me Caesar, then we going to get you. How long before the average citizen gets fed up? Because I'm sorry, there, there's no transgender persecution. Do your thing. I'm sad for you. I'm sad that you're, you, you loathe yourself in so much that you have to butcher your own body. And once you're done with that, you still don't feel like a whole human because the issue is up in la cabeza. That means in the head, as they would say in California. It's not about your body parts. It's about your brain. You need Jesus. We... Look, everything I'm reading, everything I'm seeing, everything that I run across as far as credible news is concerned, pointing to the fact that we, we, we are coming to a, we're coming to a head. There are five, six, seven streams converging into one. And you're going to see some flash flooding, kids. So... Uh, who was it? Uh, Wells Fargo is now uh, having liquidity scares. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen will say on Thursday that regulators 
may have to tighten banking rules in the wake of the banking crisis. I thought there was no crisis. All right, I, some of you weren't alive in 2008. Well, most of you were, probably, because who, who, who in their teens listens to me? That would be ludicrous. I know there, there's some parents out there that force their kids to listen to me. I'm sorry. But willingly of their own volition, highly doubtful that teenagers are listening to me. But I was here in 2008. And up until uh, Lehman Brothers went belly up, they were telling us that the banking system was safe and sound. There used to be that uh, insurance company, like a rock. That's what they'd say every day, all day. I mean, they didn't have Twitter to do it, but they'd get on CNN and on Fox and every other news outlet, like a rock. We are America. Our banking system, solid. And then one day, I, I think the, the, the smart money is already hedging their bets. The smart banks are already with their hands out. But at a certain point, it's, it's, the domino effect will become irreversible. And if you thought 2008 was bad, mm, welcome to 2023. The Wall Street Journal obtained prepared remarks. Yellen. Why, again, Janet Yellen. Another person, the Green Ripper's like, come on. The Wall Street Journal obtained prepared remarks Yellen will deliver at the National Association for Business Economics, which will present her with an award in memory of former Federal Reserve Chairman Paul Volcker, who was famous for cracking down on inflation. Yes, doing such a great job. Yellen served as a Federal Reserve Chair and other top posts at the nation's central bank. Yes, because it's always good to reward people that ruin your economy with jobs and job security. Yellen will use her remarks to implement more banking regulations that began in the wake of the 2008 financial crisis. I know, see, that's the good thing about government. They, they move swiftly. I mean, they set their sights on something and by golly, they get to work. She wants to implement banking regulations that began in the wake of the 08 financial crisis. It's 2023. These events remind us of the urgent need to complete unfinished business, indeed, to finalize post-crisis reforms. Uh, They're scrambling. That's what they're doing. They're scrambling. They understand exactly, precisely, the position that we're in as a nation and as the world. And they're trying to kick this can down the road for as long as they can, but they're running out of road. So, again, as I've stated before, whenever a government runs into an unmanageable crisis, they try to peck a war. 
They try to start a war. And uh, the latest thing that I read was that in lieu of a Wall Street Journal reporter getting arrested for espionage, uh, the U.S. is encouraging U.S. citizens to remove themselves from uh, the space of the Russian Federation. Wherever you go, wherever you look, peace has been taken from the earth. So it's either, look, it's either going to be war or uh, the Chinese are going to come out with another convenient virus that'll uh, just allow every government to crack down on their citizens to the point of uh, food rationing. That's, that, that's the way I'd play it. That's the way I see it. And I know you're thinking to yourself, that's kind of grim. Well, we're living in grim times. I can't. I, I, can't, I, 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 I can't cotton candy this. Russia announced on Wednesday the 31-year-old American journalist Evan Gershkovich a reporter for the Wall Street Journal, indeed, was arrested in Ekaterinburg and charged with espionage. The Wall Street Journal vehemently denied the allegation and demanded the immediate release of Gershevich. My question is this. Why is it that the Wall Street Journal vehemently denies the allegations and not the U.S. State Department. I know. You're thinking to yourself, they're going to get around to it. Uh, hmm. As long as they have plausible deniability, I don't know that they will. Uh, look, this administration has no qualms about throwing people under the bus. Uh, that has been proven with our uh, exit from Afghanistan. So the fact that it's the Wall Street Journal denying the allegations and not the State Department, that, that, that causes me pause. It causes me to, to have uh, credibility concerns regarding this gentleman and his singular career of being a journalist. <sighs> I'm, I'm not even going to get into what people are doing, because apparently uh, Hillsong guy, uh, Brian Houston's uh, <laughs> fighting a DUI, uh, the dude out of New York, uh, the one that uh, was caught having an affair, Carl Lentz. Apparently, he's gone on to, to, to work at another mega church. I think it was in Oklahoma or something. Because, you know, birds of a feather and whatnot. Uh, but fear not. Uh, the phoenix uh, it will rise at any moment. I mean, it's just a day or two away. Look, I, I do my best to try to keep it light, but also prepare you 
for the eventuality of hardship, for the eventuality of lack, for the eventuality of even famine in this country. And I know that some of you, even as little as a year ago, were going, I could never happen here. Less and less of you are making that claim. More and more of you are going, hey, you know what? I didn't see it a year ago, but I'm seeing it now. You're going to see it more clearly soon. We are in a pickle. And by we, I mean the world. Yet, thankfully, the pickle we're in doesn't come as a surprise to us. It's not shocking. It's, look, if, if I didn't have children, it wouldn't even be emotionally taxing. We knew this stuff was coming. The Bible tells us this stuff was coming. Prophecy notwithstanding, my gra- what my grandfather saw notwithstanding, what, what David Wilkerson saw notwithstanding, what others have seen notwithstanding, what just the Bible says regarding the last days. We knew these things were coming. We could even guess at the severity of these things based on what the Bible says. So I'm not shocked or dismayed or scared because if God knew that these things would unfold on the earth, he also knew the means by which he would protect his children. He also knew the means by which he would provide for his children. So again, we return to this. It's, it's, it's a constant loop that, that I have to return to. It, it's not about what you can do to prepare physically. First and foremost, it's about what you can do to prepare spiritually. And once you've prepared spiritually, once you've established your relationship with Christ, once you know his voice, once you hear his voice, once you follow after him, He will lead you in the way that you must go. He will tell you what you must do. And he will give you the requisite instruction to keep you and yours. It's not going to be a a, a blanket statement for everyone because I've heard this. We've talked about this. Well, brother so-and-so said we should all go to Costa Rica or we should all go to Panama. Maybe God told him to do it. What can I say? Godspeed. Grow some bananas. I may come visit. He didn't tell me to do it, though. And I have people angry with me. How are you still in the U.S.? Where do you want me to go? Do you understand that it would take 10 days for Europe to be in a hot war the likes of which it's never seen? Where, where am I supposed to go? God didn't tell me to go anywhere. If he says, pack your bags, I pack my bags, I put them by the door. If he says, get in your car, I get in my car. If he says, drive to the airport, that's what I'll do. If he says, buy a ticket for this destination, then by golly, we're gone. But until then, I can't spend every day of my life Worried, concerned, fearful, apprehensive. 
I can't live in a constant state of panic because that's, that's the godless's lot. That's what the godless do. They're the ones that live in a constant state of panic. I'm a child of God. I'm at peace. I was talking about this with a friend a couple of weeks ago, maybe a few weeks ago. We, we, we had a phone conversation. Look, I look outside the window, no mushroom cloud. I go on with my day. That's it. Look, we talk about these things contextually. Not so that you're scared, not so that you, you're terrified, not so that you go in your backyard and start digging a spider hole a la Saddam Hussein. So that you understand the times and the seasons that you're living in. And draw that much closer to God. So that you understand the enemy's plan. So that you understand that within the house of God, the enemy has his own agents. There are people who have infiltrated the church and are now actively working against the children of God. Look, if you don't think that you have an enemy, then you haven't read your Bible. If you don't believe that the enemy is actively trying to destroy you, then you haven't read your Bible. And I've had at least, what, 12, 15 people send me this clip uh, by, by Tucker Carlson uh, talking about how, how this, this entire transgender movement is the natural enemy of Christianity. I watched it, and the only reaction that I had was utter sadness. Because this man isn't a preacher, he's not a pastor, he's not a priest, he's not a bishop. But he has more discernment than most megachurch pastors today. He has more discernment than most televangelists today. He has more fortitude. More boldness and courage. Could you imagine Joel Osteen giving that speech? Of course you can't. And I could name a dozen others. Because you're starting to see the separation between hirelings and real shepherds. And when someone that doesn't claim to be of the people of God or a shepherd of God's people speaks in a way that pastors refuse to because they're afraid of the blowback they'll receive, then maybe it's time they stop calling themselves pastors. Hmm? Look, the, the truth is the truth, no matter how you, you try to twist it. I mean, we, we can hope, but hope is not a strategy. You look at the situation as, as it is, as it sits. And based on that, you chart your course. So the situation as it sits is this. It's not going to get better. 
things will get worse. The children of God will continue to be demonized. The church will continue to be a target. People will continue to hurt. People will continue to suffer. And the numbers will just keep on clicking up. Because, look, without a real painful collapse, there's there's no hope of fixing this. They're trying, right? Right now they're, they're, they're scrambling. They're doing everything they can. What about the digital dollar? Well, that's not going to work because nobody's going to buy into it. Last count, what was it? 147 nations are trying to get away from the U.S. dollar, applying to join you know, the, the, the Brazilians, Russians, Chinese, and the Indians. We need... And I know this is this is going to hurt, especially for those of you that are, are patriotically minded. We need to start seeing America for what it has become and not what it was. Because there's a lot of well-intentioned people that are living with, with this picture in their minds of what America was. and not what it has become. You have to deal with the reality that is. Not with the nation that you remember from 30 years ago. And I know it hurts, and I know it's painful, and I know a lot of you are going to hate me for it. And I told you, I I told you four or five years ago, All they have to do is get one through the net. Then it's game, set, and match. They did. And this is where we are. And it doesn't matter how bad it's going to get. It doesn't matter how many people are going to end up homeless. It doesn't matter how many people see their retirements and savings and everything else just, poof, disappear. The propagandists who carry the water for the administration will insist all is well. They'll demonize you for saying otherwise. Because the retention of power is their only ideal. It's their only agenda. It's not the American people. San San Francisco's planning on handing out, what, $5 million a head for reparations? The, the the math is, what, twice, three times their state budget? How's that going to work out? You have crazy people with agendas pushing a narrative. And it doesn't matter how many people suffer because of it. It doesn't matter how many people 
will be destroyed because of it. They're just going to keep on keeping on. Because one thing they will never do is admit that they were wrong or admit that they messed up. You got someone with a mental illness walking into a school and killing six random people, three of which were children. Well, it's your fault because you didn't celebrate it enough. See, some 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 people are realizing that just because they put on some lipstick and a wig, if they were unremarkable before, they're still unremarkable. If they had no natural gifts, if they had no ability to stand out, the whole idea of Bob becoming Betty is, is played out. That's, that's not going to get you a TV show anymore. So the question is, what will? What's the next depravity that's going to be shoved down the throats of the world, I guess, of of the American people, but, but the world? It starts here, but it bleeds out everywhere else. What's the next thing, I wonder? We'll see it soon enough. And all those lives that were destroyed and all those people that went to such lengths that they could never recover. What of them? Well, we just don't talk about them anymore. It's the Christian's fault anyway. Why couldn't they just set aside their pesky Bible and wave a rainbow flag? (sighs) Anyway, I know, I know, see? You're like, yay, he's back, and now, boo, go away. What am I going to do? i got to tell you the truth. Somebody has to. And it's not my truth. It's, It's the truth. This is the reality of the world we live in right now. Not the world we remember from the 1980s. This this is not that time when Miami Vice was the spiciest thing you could find on television. And we're headed in the wrong direction. And we're too proud to admit it. And with that, thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. We are back. We'll be back next week, hopefully, Lord willing. Unless the mushroom cloud does appear. And if it does, uh, you come visit me in heaven, I'll come visit you. We'll get together. God bless. Gino, if you got anything to say, the floor is yours. Thank you, Mike. Uh, I I record in Nashville. I'm very familiar with this place. Um, A very conservative uh, group. They are not the typical Presbyterian group that's okay with gay marriage and that. They're actually conservative against those things. Uh, Pastor's daughter was lost. The head of the school ran into the line of fire trying to protect her kids. To me, they're all six heroes. They're people that stood for, you know, in a Christian school, wanting to follow and walk with Christ. And they want to have this trans day of vengeance. 
They want to empower this wicked element of a level of, hey, go out and have your vengeance, take it out on who? Christians, the church. What if, what if uh, Trump declared a day of vengeance? What would happen? You know, oh, put him in prison. Lock the conservatives up. Let the perverts run the, run the place. And this is why I think we're worse than Sodom and Gomorrah because we claim to be a Christian country. We claim Judeo-Christian values. We have claimed to have God. And we're falling in a greater level because we claim, we claim, we were founded on biblical Christian values, the 13 colonies, and six families lost loved ones. Even Governor Lee was waiting at the dinner table with Maria in Tennessee for Mrs. Peake to come to dinner, one of the substitute teachers, finding out during the day that six people lost their lives, and that was one of the persons, the substitute teacher who lost their life. They all have a story. Mike Hill, the father of eight, the janitor, eight kids, the hurt and the pain of this tragedy should be a huge wake-up call for the U.S. And I, I encourage every governor, every leader, every legislator in the country, do everything you can to push back and come against any kind of transgender surgery values, etc., that would try to taint, destroy, and hurt our kids. Look at the results of one deranged person. I mean deranged demon-possessed, deranged. Like Mike said, either possessed with the devil or oppressed with the devil. Going into a Christian school and causing mayhem. How much we need God, returning to God. We need exactly what Chronicle says. We need to get back to God. This should really cause everyone to get on their knees and ask for our country to really consider how far it's fallen and have a return to the Lord. Thank you for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. And uh, we thank you for listening every week. Let others know about the broadcast and have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are